Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. Today, I am joined with Carol Allen, Vedic astrologer and relationship coach, and she has a mission to empower women to truly live out of this world lives, which include finding love in the stars. So let's get carried away. I am joined with Carol Allen today, Vedic astrologer and relationship coach. We are going to get carried away about all things astrology, especially the five critical keys to love. And I love this topic. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Now, real quick, before we get carried away about this really intriguing topic, um, if I were to talk to Carol as a 10-year-old, would she say to me, when I ask her, what do you want to be when you grow up? A Vedic astrologer and relationship coach. Oh, God, no. I was going to be what a ballerina she- and a movie star and a painter. So, no. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> no, but when I went and saw my very first Vedic astrologer at the ripe old age of 23, and I still was trying to be a ballerina and a movie <laughs> star and a painter, he said, your church has disappointment in the arts, but some kind of spiritual counseling. And I was like, well, that's crackers. And uh, here we are. 30 years later, literally, like I started 30 years ago. Wow. So was it that meeting with him that kind of opened your eyes to this idea? Well, what was amazing, absolutely, was he absolutely nailed my life, nailed my personality, told me exactly what was going on, told me when I would marry, and it literally all happened. And, uh, And so I was so comforted by the session. I was so intrigued by the information. And I was already obsessed with self-help and personal growth. And I'd studied psychology and sociology in school. And uh, and so it wasn't like a complete left turn, but I certainly had never heard of Indian astrology from India. That was that was a complete left turn. But uh, but it just so happened that there was a school for it six blocks from where I was living, where the classes were like six dollars. And I went there for 10 years. I went there twice a week for 10 years. And I was mentored by all these incredible, brilliant, brilliant men. And uh, because for some reason, Vedic astrology is very complicated. And when I began, it was mostly all men. And -hmm. it was mostly all former Hare Krishnas and people who had lived in ashrams and were really intense spiritual adepts. And, And but what happened was all anybody wanted to talk about was love. And you know, I was 24 years old and people way older than me were actually hanging on my every word. And I was a total Valley girl. And I still say every other word is like, oh my God. And wow. So why anybody (laughs) listens to anything I say is still a mystery to me. Um, So I went to an Institute. I got training in uh, relationship coaching and then just one thing led to the next, led to the next. And here we are a, a bajillion years later, but Vedic astrology is a astonishing. And it's so How is it different than what's the difference between Vedic and like regular astrology? I get my, my daily horoscope kind of thing. Well, there's tremendous similarities. I mean, it's clear that 
people all over, you know, the Middle East, Europe, India, the UK, they all were into astrology thousands of years ago. I mean, there's Celtic and Mayan and Egyptian and Hebrew and Chinese and Nepalese. I mean, like everybody in ancient times looked to the heavens and corresponded human events. Uh, But there's tremendous differences. And the biggest difference and the one that shocks people is we calculate the charts differently. And most people end up not being the same sign. I don't know if you remember years ago, some astronomer on the internet said like, everybody's looking at the wrong sign. You're all the sign before the sign you think you are. Well, we calculate the way astronomers do. And so this is like the big shock most people experience when they get a Vedic reading is finding out like, you're not really white, right? Or you're not really mm-hmm. a woman. Like it's that shocking to people. Like what? I'm a different person entirely. Um, so it shifts the whole chart back 24 degrees. So it typically usually changes the whole chart and, uh, and, and, and it just works. And the, the interesting thing though, is we're not here to say we're right. And Western astrology is wrong. Both systems work. It's just like a different lens or a different filter. The other difference is it's, you know, it's Eastern. So it's more faded. It's more about mm. what is written. Remember in Slumdog Millionaire, the big ending to the question? Oh yeah. Like it is written, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is this notion that we have a destiny that is pretty much preordained and we're kind of showing up for these, these appointments that have already been written in the stars. Right. And so that is why we can see things like when you will marry, what your career will be, when you will have success or failure or struggle, when you'll have health problems. I mean, I have a lot of colleagues that predicted the pandemic years in advance. Wow. Like no kidding. Uh, So it's really, it's really incredible. And the advantage is in India because of the Himalayas and because of the integration of this philosophy with their main religion, all the wisdom that ever was is still available, is still protected. Whereas so many of the great writings of Western astrology were lost in the ancient fires in Alexandria, the library of Alexandria. Uh And then, you know, in the Middle Ages, the church really did an excellent job burning all the astrologers and all the books. <laughs> right. right. So apparently they had a treasure trove of wisdom that has been lost. And so all oh, my wow. teachers told me when they went from one system to the next, it was like going from high school to getting your PhD in physics at MIT. Like they said, the difference in just data and technique was incredible. So, wow. Yeah. So it's that's, fun. And then they have all these insane techniques for relationships because in India, they still arrange 90% of their marriages. And the main religion is Hinduism. And this is part of Hinduism. And if you're a nice Hindu girl who meets the guy once or twice, you want some kind of guarantee that it's going to go good, right? So, yeah. So they have these techniques that are like, Will you have chemistry? Will you be able to have children? Will you be able to make money together? Will you be able to communicate? Will you feel safe and secure? And we love each other, right? Will there be chemistry? So they're astonishingly accurate. And it's, it's the reason really I'm still an astrologer because I can look at two pieces of paper for total strangers. They don't even have to say anything. And I'm like, 
you're more aggressive, you're more sensitive, you know, here's your biggest problem, here's your greatest strength, here's when you probably met, and here's when you're going to hit some black ice, (laughs) right? And here's what to do about it. And it's really, it's so rewarding. That's incredible. Um, I'm just kind of wrapping my head around the idea that I may not be an Aquarius and I might be a Capricorn. (laughs) That is the toughest shift. I'm not going to lie because I'm, I had that same exact problem. And I was like, but I'm a genius and I'm a humanitarian and I'm multi-talented. And what do you mean? You know, but then I had to look at it. It was like, oh, gee, workaholic, OG, late blooming, OG, always worried. Right. Like I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, wow. That and so. For Vedic astrology, not everyone focuses on relationships. There's other facets right. to it. Got yeah. you. And so your calling just kind of said, oh, I'm tapping into the love side of this um, practice and everything. That's interesting. That's so well, fascinating. You know, they say in marketing, the marketplace will tell you what it wants, right? And so yeah. it was all anybody wanted to talk about. And I was always that girl in school that everybody told me their feelings and their problems. Mm. And I, you know, I, I could have been, I mean, if I had a real job, I would honestly be some kind of social worker. I, I really do love holding space for people. I really do love going deep with people. It's such an honor and a privilege. And I, I, and, and I, I really care. I mean, the challenge of being any kind of practitioner or facilitator for people is you do fall in love with everyone. I mean, I tell everyone I have a love job, you know, and put me in a room with somebody for an hour and a half or put me on the phone with somebody for half an hour. I'm really on their side at the end of that session. Right. And so, uh, so everybody just wanted to talk to me about their relationships, even when, even, you know, when people will call and say, I just want to talk about my real estate transaction or my mammogram, <laughs> it always turned into a love conversation. And Aww. once people see, you know, just how specifically, I mean, I get emails all day long going, oh my God, you were so right. Oh my God, you're so right. And it's not because I'm such a genius. It's this technology has been around for thousands of years and we all really do have a divine design. and. Yeah, yeah the I, I mean, are awesome, Carrie. You're going to, uh, I promise you, I'll tell you all the good stuff about you. Okay, because I'm really, well, the aloofness of an Aquarian, you know, I feel like always gave me a pass when I was kind of like, meh. So I'm an Aquarius, I need my time alone. <laughs> but I also need to be the center of attention. So oh. <laughs> um, now, I don't know, I'm kind of related. What's your birthday? <laughs> February 2nd. Uh, um, nice. February 2nd, but um, January 27th, we're just days apart, we're just days apart. And my husband is a Scorpio. So obviously communication is a a Scorpio. (laughs) What? What? November 7th. Yeah. What's your November 15th? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, communication is tricky (laughs) between the two. See, you're both so hard headed. You'll never give up. Like you'll never leave each other. So. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Funny. Scorpios get a lot of bad press. Scorpios are fantastic. They're so. very passionate. Very, very passionate. passionate. Yeah. They're very loyal. They're very, very driven. Loyal. Yeah. Um, They're very yeah. There's, deep. They're spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Good dad. He's a good dad. Um, yeah. Aww. Yeah. So um, nice. now 
way back in the day, you know, you just, you're learning all these fantastic, you know, techniques and all these people yeah, are flocking back. to you. <laughs> what, how did you figure out how, like, I have a business here. How, what kind of like sparked the entrepreneur in you? What made you think, can I make this a business? Or did you feel you still needed to like, go get the nine to five job and do this on the side? How did that you evolve? You I, uh, I was really fortunate. It just was, it was a very organic evolution. And so for a while, because I was trying to be a movie star and a painter and a dancer and all those things I just said, I never had real jobs. So I was always a massage therapist or a dog walker or, you know, and, um, and so I was able, as I was doing this, I would just give readings to friends and then friends of friends and then moms of friends. And then, you know, the phone just kept ringing and pretty soon after, I mean, it it was over time, right? But pretty soon it it emerged. And then what really happened was for 16 years, I just had a private practice. Um, But I started recognizing that I was having the same four conversations all the time. right? And I was like, I got to get everybody in a room, right? So I started giving seminars and that I fell so in love with that. Right. So, you know, teaching singles, how to maximize their dating and meeting people, how to put themselves out there more effectively, Te- teaching people in relationships, how to communicate more successfully, uh, how to understand each other more effectively. I mean, you know, research has really proven that the thing that helps relationships the most isn't necessarily pondering your childhood and your past and what shaped you and formed you, even though I love all that stuff, but it's information and it's learning skills and tools. Relationships are the most important thing in life and they're the most challenging thing in life, right? Because they're so flipping personal, right? So, (laughs) So we take everything personally. We all have our own rule book about what's polite, what's appropriate, I mean, it's unbelievable any of us gets along at all ever because we're not taught this in school. Most of us didn't have great models. We turn on the TV and the happiest couple is Marge and Homer and Marge is drunk. No, Homer's drunk and Marge is totally codependent, right? And so that's our happiest couple, right? So, you know, Ricky and Lucy, Lucy's completely conniving and manipulating constantly, right? And Ricky's always shutting her down and telling her no, like these are not great examples, right? So, uh, so it's, so it's just organically happened. And then, you know, we're, we're so lucky, Carrie, don't tell anybody, but LA is kind of awesome. Right. And so I just kept running into people. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrible. We hate it. It's crowded. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Prices are insane. It's ridiculous. But, um, but, you know, I would run into people that were like, oh my God, you should be on extra. And I was on extra or you should be on bridesmaids. And I was on bridesmaids or you should be on Dr. Drew. And I was on Dr. Drew. Like there's so much opportunity here that, you know, and then I met brilliant, brilliant, brilliant marketers who were like, it seems to us, a lot of people could use what you've got and you could really help and come with us. And they, they taught me how to reach a lot of people and how to share what I'm doing in a larger way. So I have all these fun reports and I have a really fun free newsletter. And, you know, I give a ton of stuff away because there is only one of me and I can't, I can't help that many people one at a time or even 12 at a time. And so, uh, yeah, so, 
So I've gotten carried away with all of that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I I think it's really important as entrepreneurs um, that you do share your knowledge, but you charge for your expertise um, that you get to a point where like, well, now you need to buy a package or you need to join my coaching program or you need to, you know, because a lot of, I think entrepreneurs, when you're first starting out, you just give away the farm, right? You'll probably did a lot of things for free. And then yeah. finally we make the pivot to being like, okay, I'm, I'm worth I, what I need to charge. I'm clearly yeah. giving away a lot of great information. Now yeah. you talk about five critical keys to love. Yeah. I'm excited to know what these five are. And if I have at least three of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a good guy, which is the first critical key. No, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's very, very helpful. I mean, I do say in relationships, if you want to have a great relationship, like, hello, pick a relationship person, right? Pick yeah. somebody who can do relationships. And that's actually one of the five critical keys. So one of the five critical keys is both people need to be healthy enough to do relationships in the first place, Right. So with astrology, you know, we all found Linda Goodman back in the day. We oh, all, yeah. We all read our sun signs and we yeah. looked up, you know, we found out what that guy in homeroom's birthday was, right? And we, we we would race home. And if you were like me anyway, you would look up, you know, your sign with somebody in school. And so everybody thinks the most important thing is compatibility, 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 compatibility. But you can be perfectly compatible with someone who is a jerk or unavailable or Mm -hmm. angry or hypersensitive or already in a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Or can't be monogamous. I mean, there's a lot of that happening these days. Right. So, so compatibility is one of the five critical keys because without it, what's the point. Right. Right. Uh, But then both people being healthy enough, is the next one. And then both people being in what's called the right astrological timing. I call it seasons of love, right? There are literally, Carrie, these blocked cycles where it doesn't matter how many matchmakers you hire, how many websites you're on, how many apps you're using. If it isn't time, you're only going to get Heartbroken, rejected, frustrated. Everyone you're going to fall in love with is going to live in Zimbabwe. Like, right. just, <laughs> you go into these times where it's like you're locked in a tower that no one can scale, right? Right. Um, but then there's these seasons of love. And this is how I was told at 23 when I would marry. It's like I came into this beautiful time and there he was and it all came together. And so, so both people have to be in good timing. Yeah. And that's, you know, that is rare. It doesn't happen all the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then both people have to have good relationship skills because you can find someone you're compatible with, but if you neglect that person or if you treat them poorly, you're going to mess it up. And because most of us aren't taught this stuff, a lot of us really don't realize how much we can harm the people we love and how much we're un consciously invalidating each other, minimizing each other. I mean, look at social media and how much your supposed friends will like just destroy you if you say something they don't agree with. I mean, so think about like people home alone with one another and, and, and how that's probably going, you know? Mm -hmm. So we all have to really learn the basic rules of relationships and 
it's so wonderful today. There's so many great researchers and books and marriage studies. And, you know, uh, because I'm, oh, I'm, I'm a nutty astrologer. I like looking at science and saying, well, what's going on in, you know, where's the proof? Where's the data? Yeah. What do the big brain people say? I'm going to do this completely fringy, nutty in, you know, thing over here, but I'm going to also add all this other really solid science to it. And the combo is just really, really incredible. So, wow. yeah. So I think those were the five. Did I say them all? Did we say five? Timing, I think we said four. Timing, compatibility, compatibility. Do it. Are both Health. people, uh, do they have the skills? Uh, 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 maybe it was just four. Huh? <laughs> no, there's a fifth. <laughs> well, if they come to you, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I came up with it a while ago. I got to review. I got to reread my own book. It's what I got to do. Yeah. Oh, it's I a cliffhanger. It. Tell them they have to get my book. It's called <laughs> Love in the go. Stars. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm saving the Available. best for last. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's, that where can we find the book? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely put a link to the book in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. Now, when you're working with, are you typically working with singles or couples or straight, gay? I mean, is it open to everybody? What What's like your secret, you know, special ideal client? So I love working with everybody. I love working with men. I love working with couples. I love, you know, it's 2021. Some of my favorite people are transgender. Like I'm open to all shapes and sizes and types. And prior to having an online world, all I heard from were heterosexual women that were single. (laughs) It's just like, right, Carol, boys, 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 boys. And why am I single? Right. And so that, that has become kind of my sweet spot and the, the really big marketing geniuses that I was trained by really did say like, talk straight to one person. Yeah. So anybody listening, if you do sign up for my newsletter or, you know, follow me on YouTube or any of those fun things, you're going to be like, she really seems to only want to help, you know, women looking for men. And, um, but I, I want everyone to have love. And of course, these ideas work for all relationships and, Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. So there well, is it's no... in the stars, right? So if it's in the stars, they don't, they don't care what, how you identify. <laughs> they really don't. And actually <laughs> they imbue you as you. So things like, are you bisexual? Are you gay? Are you trans are in your chart? Wow. So hello. Like not only is it not a choice, it's like their destiny, right? Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Pretty. Yeah. Now when you, when you're, you know, at a networking event, like you're coming to Women on the Rise. I'm very excited. Although Women on the Rise is not a good example. But say you go to a stuffy networking event and you have to introduce yourself. Yeah. And you say Vedic astrologer and relationship yeah. coach. What's people's yeah. typical reaction to that? Oh my gosh. I love that you asked this question because I'm a Capricorn, right? And we like networking events and we like <laughs> business stuff. It's the science yeah. business, right? So I've always gone to like business network, international, chamber meetings, all these things where it's like lawyers, bankruptcy people, realtors, accountants, (laughs) chiropractors. Right. And so here's what would always happen. I'd say, well, I'm a Vedic astrologer. And people would be like, "Ah." (laughs) but then they sneak over after lunch and they go, (laughs) right. And so 
like next thing you know, like the president's coming to me and the secretary and like the registration chair, like all of them become clients. And, you know, they laugh at me in front of other people, but they can't wait to call me as soon as the meeting's over. So, so funny. We have, I I love that in the, in the broad network, we have a lot of astrologers, healers, human design. Like we have a lot, a lot of, a lot of spirituality, um, breath work coaches, all of that. And we have our weekly meetings and it got to a point where anytime an astrologer or or a coach would speak, they would always have to have this caveat at the beginning. That was like, this might get a little too wooey, or I'm about to bring the woo. And I finally was just like, just be wooey. Like stop putting the parentheses around it. So we created a subgroup called the witches of bra. And that's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, you definitely need what? to come. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's where all the spiritual ladies and healers and coach, all of them, you know, come and they just talk about the woo. Um, and that's awesome. Because I, f- I felt the same way. Like I would go to networking things and they would be like, you founded a bra network. Are you selling <laughs> bras? I'm like, no, no, no. It's a network for women specifically at, especially at like BNI. I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here with these people? Um, But it's true. They, then the women who would kind of laugh at the idea of what bra network uh, would also come and send me an email. Oh, it was nice meeting you. I couldn't really share it in front of a whole group, but privately, I really want to know more. Um, So I like that. Yeah. I think embrace the woo and don't apologize for it. Um, right. Especially if you're good at it and you keep getting clients after clients. I mean, yeah. rock socks, sister. That's great. That's really, really Thank great. Thank you. Well, and it's so funny because, you know, I give these workshops and I've done them all over the country. And oftentimes someone will come who's like the head of city court, right? Or like a judge. And I'm like, oh God, maybe I should cancel that meditation <laughs> we were going to do. Or maybe I should cancel that like calling in your soulmate thing, that ritual I had planned. But what I actually find is they are the ones that love it the most because they're living so far in the like normal, intense, corporate, real world that they're so, it's like such oxygen to their soul to get a little more of that. So even when I think people who shouldn't want it, aren't going to want it, they want it. Yeah. It's like, Stop, stop fighting people. <laughs> so we do live in LA, Carrie. I think we mentioned that. And you yes. know, there are a lot of places I couldn't live. Let's yeah. be honest. Like yeah. there's a lot of places I couldn't live. Oh, oh yeah. I have to watch my back. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. And also there's a lot of places in and outside of LA um, where a women's, you know, business network would not thrive, you know? Yeah. Um, so huh. it's, I find my people here in mostly metropolitan cities. I have a few people out and about in smaller towns, but it's rare. Um, It's really rare. Yeah. Yeah. But so what advice? um, So here comes the next generation of Vedic astrologer. She's coming up out. She just left sabbatical. Now she's coming ready to start her business. What advice would you give someone just starting out or what's something you would say, avoid doing this? You know, um, what, what, what would you say to her? That is such a great question. Well, I think a lot of people do just kind of wait for the phone to ring, right? So Mm -hmm. I am a fan. I'm a fan of not giving away the farm, but I am a fan of giving it away for a while, right? Like, gotcha. Like giving free talks, running around, uh, 
you know, having little offerings you can give to people for free just to give people a taste of what you do, especially since, you know, something like being an astrologer is so personal. People really do need to feel comfortable first and they need to have a sense of you. I mean, they say people need to hear about something 11 times before they'll do it. And I've had people say to me, I heard you on public radio and then I met you at a meeting and then I saw you on extra and then a friend had a session with you and then, and then, and then, and then they call. Right. So, so just start, just get out there. I mean, of course, now there's all these amazing platforms where people can generate interest. And you know what I hear, uh, I don't know, because I'm like, you know, did I mention I've been doing this 30 years? But I hear that the kids are more into astrology than ever, right? Yeah. The, the Z generation and the millennials, mm-hmm. like they're, they're down with the planets. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just, uh, which is a big advantage, obviously. Yeah. But, well, uh, you know, and if you think about how, what they grew up in, it's a bunch of crap. Um, so they're looking to the stars. I mean, they didn't, we didn't really have a leader and of our country. So, you know, they're, they're looking for other answers. Um, well, and, you know, being born after nine 11 and being born yeah. after 2008 and being born with like one of these attached to you your whole life. I mean, yeah. these kids haven't had childhoods, let's face it. Right. 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 And they've never been alone. I mean, when I was a little kid, when I left the house, I was by myself. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just, it's a weird thing. It's a weird time. I wouldn't yeah. want to be a kid these days. Bless, bless, no, bless you parents. Bless you, bless yeah. you. What a time to be a parent. Oh my God. Definitely during the pandemic. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Now, where can people find you? Where are all the places? And tell us about the freebie we get. So I have a fun world of fun at loveisinthestars.com. And that's where you know, my timing report, my compatibility report, my astrology calendars, and then a bunch of programs that I Great. have created to help people communicate and really, you know, make the most of what the stars are trying to usher in. And then the free gift that I'm giving is uh, a couple of ebooks. One of them is called The Five Astrological Archetypes of relationships. And so what happened, Carrie, is people, it got so that I could just glance at someone's chart and be like, oh, they're probably single. And here's probably why. Right. (laughs) And so they'd come in my door and I would talk to them, not about what sign they were, but about these combinations that form these essentially archetypes that have strengths and weaknesses that make them, you know, sometimes unwittingly push people away. And so, so one of them is on that. It helps you identify which one of these is your archetype and then how to support yourself. Cause it's sort of like your DNA. You can't change your eye color or hair color. I mean, you can dye your hair and you can wear right. contacts, right? But you can't, you know, you are who you are. And uh, astrology helps people accept themselves, which is the other reason I love it. Um, but then the other ebook is called Shazam, Ancient Spiritual Tips and Tricks to ramp up your love life. And it's things like ancient mantras for love, uh, rituals to help you release people from the past, uh, uh, woo woo things to maximize your frequency, if you will. And, and they really are beautiful and soothing and comforting and 
they really do seem to create some magic. So, oh, I yeah, love this. So they're both easy else. to read and short and sweet. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. We'll definitely link that also in the uh, show notes. So if you're driving, don't click on it right now, park, get to your destination and then click on the free ebook. <laughs> um, now, before yeah. we wrap up, we've got to get carried away. Um, yeah. It's been a real, real hell of a time this last, you know, 20 months or so. Um, h- how have you been keeping yourself entertained, busy, not climbing up the wall? What, what's something you've been doing? Are, are you baking? Are you one of those people that started sewing during the pandemic? Like, oh God, what's... no. <laughs> are you painting again? Capricorns. We're, we're yes. way too busy working to do these things. Well, okay. When times are tough, uh, I am really a animal person. I uh-huh. absolutely, as much as I love people, I feel soothed and healed by animals. And so I've been fortunate to become a, become a foster with the group called kittenrescue.org. And they are unbelievable. They're based here in LA. And so I foster kittens. I wow. are in like an oxytocin bath. <laughs> All your problems magically cease. It's called kitten meditation. They force you so into the present moment and you will laugh like you've never laughed and you'll be loved like you've never been loved. Aww. And um, it's so rewarding. And then uh, I, I have to say I've gotten like, I've done a lot of jewelry doom scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt like if there are still diamond rings in the world, the world is okay. Okay. I've discovered, unfortunately, all these amazing jewelry websites. And um, (laughs) you just have to never link your credit card or your PayPal to these things. And it's it's just for your viewing pleasure. It's like porn for girls, right? Yes. Yeah. um, Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was a member of a, oh gosh, I think it was called Rocks Box. And every month you would get a new box of jewelry. And then you could, it's kind of like rent, like rent the runway, but it was just for jewelry. So every month I'd be like, oh, here's the thing is you're supposed to wear it and then return it or you can opt to buy it. I never return oh. it. Every month I'm like, oh, I'm keeping all of these. I'm keeping- oh yeah. I can't, I can't sign up for that. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's highly addictive. <laughs> Sounds very it is dangerous. Very pretty. Now I'm thinking I'm not wearing any jewelry, but um, love that. Uh, now let's uh, do the opposite. What's something that, you, you know, can't wrap your head around that other people get really, really obsessed about, get carried away about. Um, for me, like, I definitely, I love the ocean, but I can't stand boats. I'm terrified of boats. Oh, so the idea of like going huh. fishing or taking a cruise or anything yeah. like that, I'm like hard pass, but people love huh. cruises. <laughs> they are fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> My first kiss was on the Lido deck. With when I was 14 on a cruise. Under the stars. In the Caribbean. Yeah, it was kind of amazing. Um, Well, thank you so much, Carol. This has been so informative. Um, I definitely need to book a reading with you. Now that I'm a Capricorn, (laughs) I need to know what the hell that means. (laughs) Going to throw away all these. You get better with age, my dear. You get better with age. Like wine. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, I've loved our talk. And um, yeah, thanks so much for getting carried away. Hey, thanks for joining me and getting carried away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray, founder of the Bra Network, Bra Business Relationship Alliance. We are a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. If you're a female entrepreneur looking for community, collaboration, and all kinds of fun, head over to bra-network.com and check out our membership. 
Hope to see you there.